All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen. You were fire. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters. They called you wisdom. Proverbs. On the backs of diamond-eyed school children who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, son told wife, wife told her daughter, and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come, dropping gem, dropping gem. Hey, welcome back. Another episode of the Dropping Gems podcast. Per usual, I am your host, Debbie Brown. Every time I hear the intro to the show, it fills me with joy. So just because, I want to do a quick shout out to my friend Namdi Okafor, who wrote and performed that beautiful poem for me for this show, and it just means the world. I love it. Every time I hear it, it makes me smile, and I, you know, a couple of times I get people commenting on it um, that kind of notice some of the some of the influence in it and some of the words, and I always really appreciate getting that feedback because it makes me smile. All right, everybody. So we're here. Another episode of the Dropping Gems podcast. Today, we're going to be revisiting one of the classic episodes of this show, The Pressures of Finding Your Purpose. I did an episode on purpose last year, and it became a runaway hit of the show. That episode, along with conversations about God and grief, um, got so many plays and so much feedback. And 
everyone has been consistently asking me for a part two to that episode. And so today that's what we're going to dive into. You know, when I first recorded that episode, The Pressure of Finding Your Purpose, it was last year pre-pandemic. And I felt really connected to everything that I shared. But now that I am a new version of me, as are we all, now that I have shed the girl that the woman that voiced that podcast and shared her thoughts now that she's been shed and there's a new expanded glorious woman in her space in her place uh, I wanted to update some thoughts and some ways that I've been exploring purpose and the way it shows up in my life in our new normal so I'm excited to dive into this conversation today And uh, if you haven't yet, I do highly recommend that before we get into this episode, you do take a moment to listen to the episode from last year that's titled The Pressure of Finding Your Purpose, because I think it's going to really help uh, with some of what we're talking about. In that episode, we really unpacked, like, what are the definitions of purpose? And I'm talking the micro and the macro levels, right? Like what, how is Webster defining purpose? How's our church defining purpose? How's our soul defining purpose? Because what I came to find uh, when we explored it in that episode was really how so many of us are walking around in judgment of ourselves and our lives because we don't understand the true meaning of that word. And so whatever projection we've put onto that word, whatever projections we've been putting onto ourselves, usually manifests as even more experiences of lack or confusion or frustration as we attempt to do what is very literally, in my belief, um, the entire point of being here. You know, uh, I always, I love to share this, but it's so funny to me sometimes, just a little giggle when I hear people talking about purpose with such nonchalance or with, um, hmm, with such a projected urgency, you know, this, this idea that in one weekend of vision boarding, you'll find your purpose or this idea that with one book, you'll find your purpose and then your purpose will be your job. And oh, now you've made it. And now you get to tell everybody about your purpose. And that's not how it works. And that's not how it feels. And it's not designed to be that way. You know, your purpose is something to be savored. Your purpose is a constant surrender and a constant evolution in the big and the small and the unseen and the seen ways. You know, when we tap into our purpose, the way that I believe is that we are tapped into our godliness. We are tapped into our soul's mission of why we came here, why we exist here, what we are to be, what we are to do. And so as we talk about purpose today, and I'm going to lead you on a meditation in a few moments around purpose, but as we get ready to kind of lock into this conversation about purpose, I do want to really encourage everyone to leave the judgments for yourself at the door. Don't come into this safe container judging yourself. It's not allowed. What we do on this show, any of the topics that we explore, any of the deepenings that we come into, it is all about a gentleness with self a forgiveness of self, a compassion of self. So wherever you find yourself on this quote unquote purpose journey, whether you believe to be in yours or you feel like it's beyond your grasp, just know you are enough right now. 
Your life matters, has value, is cherished, is important. And God commanded you to be here. And so regardless of any skill sets you have or don't, regardless of how life has shaped up thus far, we're not going to argue with God today about who you're called to be. We're going to surrender and we're going to open and we're going to see what's available to us. So that is the plan for my thoughts on purpose. Uh, And as we get started, let's go ahead and dig into real briefly some of the previous definitions used for purpose. And again, I really expand on this on that previous episode that I did. So just, you know, go back and do the things, however, however podcasts work, do that. So let's think about some of the definitions of purpose. You know, purpose is what I believe the reason for which something is done or created, having one's intention or objective. And the funny thing about that is that is actually like the Webster's dictionary definition, right? Let's savor that that line for a second. The reason for which something is done or created, the purpose of it. Now let's apply that to our lives and the way we experience God and the way we experience ourselves. So purpose, the reason for which something is done or created, very literally the root of our existence. And I just want to drill that home because I really want to disconnect this idea that purpose has to show up as a job title. I think it's very dangerous to do that. And it's very minimizing to do that. Like our life is so much bigger than who we work for and what we happen to be doing at this moment in time um, and what our title is, you know? And so when we think about purpose as it relates to our career, sometimes, yes, the two intersect, you know? In this moment, I believe that my purpose is beautifully aligned with what I happen to do for work. However, If that was not the case, I still have purpose. And I've known of my purpose even before I had the opportunities that I have in this moment. And it's really staying connected to the faith in your purpose and the understanding that divine has put on your heart that you know, even if it's not quantifiable and even if the rest of the world has not yet taken notice. And so it's so important to sit in that. I recently did a live um, with the Tone It Up community with Karina Dawn. She invited me onto her platform and she and I had a really beautiful opportunity to become familiar with each other, working together on a Chopra virtual retreat that we did with Deepak Chopra last year that I hosted. And she has created just something phenomenal, just an incredible, incredible business with her purpose, uh, with the tone it up community. So shout out to everybody that joined me there. But you know, something, one of the things that came up when we were doing that live is someone shared, you know, well, I believe my purpose is my singing is being a singer. Right. And what I thought was really beautiful about that was, you know, she very clearly identified one of, I'm sure the gifts that God gave her, which is her voice, which is a beautiful voice and ability to have something that brings people joy come out of your own body um, or that makes people stop and awe come out of your own body. But what is important to me is that when we're defining what purpose is for ourselves, it really isn't in the quantifiable pieces. So being a singer is not her purpose. So that is a job, right? Like being a singer is typically the offshoot of being able to sing. It's something that you do and can potentially do well and for money, but that's not required. And so if you sing, but you are not a known singer, 
you might feel like you are falling short of your purpose. But that's not true at all because the mechanism of purpose is the gift. It is not you having to come up with all the ways that the gift is received. The way the gift is received is in God's hands. How you maneuver once you've identified the gift is the responsibility of your purpose on your shoulders. And so when I was kind of speaking to that question on the live, it really brought forward for me that, you know, she can sing. Her gift is to be an instrument of God. Her gift, her purpose is to be an instrument of God, however that manifests. And so that particular gifts, gift is one aspect of her purpose. But she doesn't even have to make a living doing that to be in her purpose, right? And I think that's where it's really important that we start dissecting what is our connectedness to society when we view ourselves and our purpose and capitalism and consumerism and what is actually our connectedness to source, to the creator and the way we are looking to co-create a life of purpose and impact. So that's just something I want you to keep kind of in your mind's eye as we continue this conversation and as you explore your purpose in your life off of this show. But when we really think about the way purpose shows up for us, it's in all of the ways we are able to serve. And that doesn't have to mean that you're receiving money for it or you're receiving the job title for it. Um, something that was brought up in that live that I did too was was around, you know, um, really wanting purpose to be associated with career and wanting to have a life where what you did for a living was connected to your purpose. And all that is absolutely possible. I mean, once, listen, at the end of the day, when you fly, find the flow of what your gifts are from God and what your purpose is, everything aligns around it because that's why you're here. But it's important to chase the gift and not chase the job. All of that will come, you know, when, when source created us and brought us to earth, there was no societal system in place yet, right? And depending on what your belief system is and, you know, when you think time began, even still, there was no societal system that was there when man first entered earth, you know? And so the idea that something we created, like work, like jobs, like society, time, money, all these things, to think that that had any real connectedness to God, I think really undercuts the grandness of God. Those are things that we put in place to understand our experiences, to control our experiences, to create systems that quantify our experiences and structure, you know, to support it. But God didn't put you on earth saying, you shall be a lawyer. You, my child, shall be a doctor. You shall be whatever, right? You shall be someone's wife. You shall be someone's this. That's not really how it works. You know, we created those words. We created those positions. We created those categories and things. And then the expectation is that something we created, God would perfectly formulate and assimilate us in those packages. And it's the reversal of that. You know, it's really our gifts are how we best communicate with him, him, her, father, mother, God, for the highest good of ourselves and all concerned. That's how I live it. That's how I understand it. So I want to talk about ways to really begin to notice where your purpose is. And I'm going to, I'm going to tackle it from my new experiences in this pandemic. But again, if you kind of want to get the full breakdown, go back to that first episode, the pressure of finding your purpose. 
But when I think about purpose in this moment in time, you know, something that I think has been a tremendous gift of the pandemic for those that really took this as an opportunity to self-investigate and open wounds and clear out traumas and dissolve, you know, any againstness of ourselves that we may be holding, this moment in time has really allowed us to see how worthy we are without all the trappings of everything else. You know, many people have used this moment to meet themselves more deeply, to heal aspects of themselves that have been hidden, to really be with themselves and really all the grief that comes with that and all the messiness that comes with that and all the joy that comes with that and all the love that comes with that, you know. But in that, something has become really brilliantly clear, I think, for so many of us in that our worth is not going to be tied to society. My worth is not tied to what someone's perception of me is. My worth is not tied to who's cutting me a check or what my job title is. My worth is my worth because God commanded me to be here and I'm showing up for myself, period. And I don't have any rigidity about how that has to look for me to feel good about me or for me to feel good about my life or for me to share my purpose and share my gifts with other people and share my light with other people. So as we investigate purpose and, you know, those tips are kind of in that other episode, but as we investigate purpose, I think a real deepening of your understanding now outside of, you know, some of the tips that I've given over time is like, sitting in meditation and really exploring that inner child you, you know, exploring what are the pieces of you that made you light up that had nothing to do with job title or money? What were those things that made you feel really yummy about yourself or really seen or ways that you knew you were making a difference to somebody else just naturally and effortlessly? You know, as we explore purpose, it's so important to explore what, where is their ease What are the qualities about yourself? What are the ways you show up in the world that have ease to them? Typically, the area of your life that has the greatest impact with the greatest ease is the thing you need to be paying the most attention to. But sometimes it doesn't seem so great or so grand. But again, it's about the gift. It's about the characteristic. It's about the essence of you and the energy. Once you identify that, you can quantify it till you're blue in the face. You can, you can funnel it into a host of different careers. And, you know, an example for me to use with myself is that I think I came to this earth after many, many lifetimes of being here and other places with a certain psychological skill set, a certain ability to express myself that even at a young age felt really fine-tuned without requiring a lot of me being able to talk, being able to show up and speak and share ideas or hold space for other people is my default setting. And so any work that I do in the world, even though I've had to work really hard at it and really practice and really bring on more skill sets, but everything that I do in the world, it's the offshoot of that. It's the offshoot of those abilities of that way of being. You know, I believe that the way that I love myself and am able to love other people is a big part of my purpose. It's something that has always been a part of me, even in times of my life that were really challenging. And even in times of my life as a kid where people made me feel, I don't want to say made me feel, um, 
but where I misunderstood the wounds of other people and internalized it as things that were not special about me, like my exuberance. I'm a very enthusiastic, bubbly person. I love to smile and it's my choice to smile. You know, it's not, it's not because I'm always happy and it's not because, you know, I don't see things that are happening. It's just, I enjoy it. I enjoy feeling good. And whatever I need to do to do that from the inside out is a non-negotiable and it's my top priority. But when I was a kid, a lot of comments I'd be is like, ah, you always smiling. What you always so happy about? You know, and I took that to mean that something was wrong with the way that I was being. In actuality, I was just being a mirror for the wounds of adults and the wounds of people that were feeling hurt and disconnected from themselves. And so there was a projection on me for that. And now that I know that, I don't have to take that on. So it's very similar when we start exploring our gifts, people don't have to get it. (laughs) There was something I saw on Instagram that was like, if people don't understand your calling, that's fine because it wasn't a conference call, you know? So it's the stronger you get in your sense of self and the more disciplined you get in the cultivation of your spiritual confidence, you will manifest so much effortless ease around how you're able to show up with your gifts in the world and the kind of opportunities and people that you're able to magnetize to yourself. You know, two years ago, I said, I want my life to be effortless ease and joy you know, and that came with a lot of excavation that came with um, a lot of dark nights of the soul before the ease showed up, but I had to clear the path. And so that's really the same for us when it comes even to this idea of purpose work or to this idea of world impact, you know, where do you need to clear the path and where do you need to lean into the ease to the simplicity, to the effortlessness of your essence, of you being you. Purpose is not hard. We can build skills around it, but the core of your purpose is your innate, authentic self at rest, at ease. And everything else is how you choose to build upon it and show up in the world. So when we think about cultivating our purpose, yes, look for your gifts. What has ease? Ask around people you trust and know. How do they see you? How do they experience you? How do they experience the strongest, most vibrant parts of who you are? And then another side of that is what wounds are blocking your purpose? You know, very oftentimes we're not able to connect to the depth of our purpose because all of our woundings is in the way. All of the things that have not yet been looked at or been processed, that keeps you from your purpose. I guarantee you, you are not going to be able to show up in the world as your authentic self and that gift of your purpose without exploring your shadows, without exploring your wounds without being honest with yourself and without beginning those beautiful surrenders, you know, without excavating and having that self-inquiry. Because so much of our purpose is also around how we can move through difficulties. For some of us, our purpose is found in the grace we manifest in tragedy or the ways that we stop betraying ourselves, or the ways that we show up for ourselves fully with enthusiasm. 
You know, I feel really, really strongly that so much of a deepening of my own purpose and this is the part that gets really exciting for me and for all of us. Like I, I've known that a lot of my purpose has always been rooted around my voice, um, my storytelling, my communication. Always been a big communicator since I was a kid. Went to college, college, you know, participated in debate. Um, I was a broadcast journalism student. I started my career in radio, worked in radio for over a decade. So I was always utilizing my gifts but the deepening of my purpose came my ability to really effortlessly use my gifts in service to the collective in service to my highest good and the highest good of others came when I started exploring all the things I didn't accept about myself all the things I didn't like about myself all the areas where I was so profoundly disappointed by people or deeply betrayed by people or broken when I started really getting into those crevices, woof, the level of freedom that that brought, the level of clarity that that brought, and the depth of understanding of how I was meant to be used as a tool. You know, purpose is not about self-grandizing. Purpose is not about how other people perceive you and what you're doing. Purpose is not about you having these celebrations of yourself but always celebrate yourself, always celebrate yourself. But purpose is not rooted into how quote unquote societally successful you are, how much money you make. Purpose is rooted in the impact of your gifts and your authenticity being generously and effortlessly and fully given away for the highest good of all. So with that as a part of it, again, you can connect your purpose to all of the things. I said this in this last episode, in that last episode, and and it remains true today. You know, when you've activated your purpose, whatever you do can have purpose in it. If you find yourself in a season where you're on sabbatical, maybe you're not working, maybe you're taking care of home, your purpose can and will still, still show up in those areas because it's not necessary for you to make money to be in purpose. But I will say when you've tapped into your purpose, you tend to magnetize things to you effortlessly because a major shift in your being happens. A major shift in your consciousness happens. There's this ascension and this elevatedness about why you're here and what you're here to do. And the byproduct of that is just being a master manifester and alchemizing and really calling things to you and not having to chase the things. My season of chasing is complete. That karma is complete. That circle has been finished. I don't chase anything. I show up. I work hard. I'm the fullest version of myself transparently, authentically. I study, I train, I build my skills, and then I magnetize to me. And so that's the space you want to fill when you're in purpose. Other people don't have to know what my purpose is. No one has to think I'm, air quotes, successful by any means. That doesn't matter. But I have to feel good about me. I don't want to be in a life where I don't. That to me would be the most awful way of being, not feeling good about myself not feeling good about my life. And we'll have those phases. We all dip in and out of that. And there's no shame in that. But when you're willing to investigate yourself, the times that that happen and the bounce back from it, 
so much faster. Less and less are you experiencing that as your barrier. And it's more about how can I shine even more of me out into the world and whatever is meant to happen from that will. So investigating your wounds, getting clear, where am I being blocked? Where am I blocking myself? Where am I sabotaging myself around purpose? You know, if you're scared to be you, you're not necessarily going to be gifted the fullness of your purpose. You have to be prepared to wield it. Again, it's not a job title. It's not something that, you know, someone else is going to validate you for. Someone else is going to pick you for. You have already been chosen. And your gifts are already inside of you. You're waiting for them. You're waiting to see if they come and they're there now. You just have to press activate. You just have to press go on them. But they are available to you. They are ready. So let's get clear on it. You know, let's get clear. Let's get clear any areas where wounds are blocking our purpose, any areas where we need to be deprogrammed. And really think about life again, you know, back to the earlier example in this episode that I talked about, like start investigating your belief system, start investigating your value system. What do you place value on? What do you perceive yourself to be lacking? And then reverse all of those thoughts and statements about you. You lack nothing. You have everything. But you have to move the wounds and you have to stand in your power. And then you have to be willing to show up with all of your gifts with no expectation. Purpose is not a feather in our cap. If you're looking to find purpose because you think it will give you confidence and self-love, it's the other way around or it's both at the same time. But don't look at purpose to be that feather in your cap that validates you and then gives worth to you or gives perceived worth about you through other people's eyes. Purpose isn't about boasting. Purpose is about humbly, gratefully surrendering and sharing all of you and having no fear around how it's received. And then we have to really sit inside of ourselves and appreciate purpose in all the ways that it presents itself and all the levels of being that we're at, you know, when we tap into our purpose, it's letting it flow, letting it evolve. If you told me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that the way my purpose would manifest is that I'd be, you know, leading daily meditations on a global app, that that's how I'd be sharing myself with the world or on this podcast or all of the things, writing a book on crystals and now writing my second book. You know, I, there's no way I could have believed it because I didn't even know there was a wellness industry. (laughs) Definitely what it was, wasn't then what it is now. Um, But I wouldn't have even been able to see that. I wouldn't have even known I could trust it. You know, and that's, that's sometimes the hard part about surrender and getting started as humans. Our brains are wired to measure things around predictive behavior. Can I predict and perceive an outcome? Then I will find safety in it. Then I can do it. Well, when it comes to us transforming ourselves, that's not possible because how can you predict what you've never been? How can you predict what you've never known? 
And so that's where that beautiful surrender comes in. That's where that real opportunity to feel full with your own validation and with divine sources validation. That's where that really comes in. So then when your purpose, when the fullness of it is unlocked or more is revealed to you, you're given more responsibility for the way that you're going to show up. You're given larger platforms. You're given a greater level of this worldly 3D earthly success, you know, but it's really important to get clear on what your value is and how you feel about you first, because the work will always get done. The work will always get done and not on your timeline. So if there's any part of this self-investigation or this work that you're avoiding, that's okay. Go at your own pace. That is okay. But just know it's got to come to the surface. And so if you know it's there and you're avoiding it, you then allow the universe to surprise you with your timeline of healing. And so that can show up in a multitude of ways that don't always feel good or that sometimes can derail your highest vision and what you believe your path to be. So let's create our own timelines for our success and our healing You know, and really, really freely and with um, joyful discipline and enthusiasm, like let's dive into those darker places and let's just see what we find. Let's see what comes out. Hold that thought. We are coming right back. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I had a really cool full circle moment this week, and I'm going to share this before we get into the meditation. It was really a cool experience, and for me, I, I just it, it just really tickled me. Like I just sat in so much gratitude and smiles uh, for the way that 
purpose has shown up in my life once I really surrendered to it. So I, many of you know, I talk about this all the time. Uh, I used to work in radio and I had the really great pleasure of working for a wonderful company uh, called iHeartRadio, which now full circle, uh, my podcast is hosted on iHeart. Um, and so I left terrestrial radio four years ago. Uh, yeah, really to this month, about four years ago. And I was working at a station and I just, you know, my time had come and I just said, there is some other way I'm supposed to be using myself. I don't really know how, I don't know what that means, but one thing about me, when God tells me go, I go. And so it was just very clear that I needed to create some spaciousness so that whatever this next stage and step was for me, I had the space to receive it, even without knowing what it was. And so I left my career in radio and I signed off with my listeners and I said, you know, I'll return to radio when and if I get the opportunity to talk about the things that are important to me. And, you know, for the last 10 years, I've been just really entrenched in in self-study and certification programs and really working my process and getting highly trained around trauma and meditation and well-being and all the mechanisms of healing and different healing modalities. And so I needed all this time. Um, And so I had this beautiful opportunity uh, in the last week to be a part of something really incredible that iHeart was doing called Living Black, where they were exploring um, the cultural significance and cultural impact of blackness on the world and on trends and on music and on all the things. And it was a really, really special and important programming. And so actually it was my old boss that called me up and one of my old bosses, my big, big boss, not my day-to-day boss, but my OG exec boss. And he gave me a call and he asked me to be a part of it with one of my best friends, which is Charlemagne. Charlemagne the God, Lenard, uh, my family. And so we did this really beautiful segment within that living black piece. And um, I heard it on the radio while I was in my car. I was in Venice Beach with a girlfriend and I turned on the radio and I heard my voice leading meditation on the hip hop station where I'm at. And it was just one of the most gorgeous full circle moments. You know, the last time I was on the radio, I was probably throwing to a song and, you know, talking about whatever the latest was. And this time I got to hear my tool and my gift and my voice but used towards something that I was really, really, really passionate about, which is healing and meditation. And so to be able to do it in that way, to be able to do that with the company that I worked with and to be able to do that with one of my closest friends, it was just such a gift, like such a joy. And I felt so grateful for it. So that for me was really um, God's beautiful confirmation of you are in your purpose, girl. You are in your purpose. So if you want to see that moment too, I have it on my Instagram page on my um, IGTV. So love that. All right, before we get out of here, I want to lead everyone on a little meditation. And this is a meditation that I first learned maybe 10 years ago, eight or 10 years ago. And it was really powerful for me because it, it showed me the space within myself that there is always worth, regardless of the roles that I play in other people's lives, and regardless of who I am to people or what I get paid to do. And so I wanna lean into that right now in this moment. So take a second, wherever you are listening to this podcast, um, not while you're driving though, please, 
and find somewhere comfortable to sit. I want you to maybe get a blanket if that feels good, get a notebook if that feels good, something might come up, you wanna write it down and go get comfortable. I'll wait just a second. And if that comfort feels like you sitting in a chair, you sitting on the ground with your legs crossed, you laying down, all of the above are enough for this moment. All right, now that you're nice and comfy, I wanna invite you to go ahead and gently close your eyes. And then go ahead and just just kind of notice your body. So do you need to crack your neck? Release your tongue from the roof of your mouth. Let your shoulders drop. hands on tops of thighs or to your side with the palms up in a state of receiving. Kind of wiggle your hips a little bit. Just loosen. And just do a gentle scan through your body. So continue down your legs and your knees. Go to the tips of your toes. And anywhere on your body that needs it, just send up some love, some nourishment, and let it melt a little bit. Just let it melt. Mm. Okay. Now I still gently close. We're gonna take in three breaths together. So the way that we're gonna do this is I, when we get started, we're gonna do an inhale through our noses and really powerfully imagine our beautiful lungs filling like balloons with that nourishing air and creating some space, really expanding our hearts and our chests. And then we're gonna hold that breath at the top. And we'll hold it inside for about somewhere in between five and ten seconds just holding it in and then we'll release through our mouths with a sigh so it'll sound kind of like this and really imagine all the air leaving your body really pushing it out and anything that doesn't serve you any blockages to your own love to your own healing we're going to push right out let's go ahead and get started we're going to do this three times together when you are ready Take a nice, big, big, big inhale in through your nose. And then hold it at the top. And release.
We're gonna do that two more times. Let's go ahead and take a big inhale through our noses. together. Inhale through your nose. Eyes still gently closed. Body is still really relaxed and comfortable and Go ahead and return to whatever breathing style feels really natural, really nourishing for you. Maybe that's gentle in and out through your nose, whatever feels good. Just return to that breath. And now we're gonna go on a little journey together and this is really gonna be rooted around the roles that we play. So typically when someone may ask, who are you? And when you may ask to yourself, who am I? That usually gets filled with your name, with the roles that you play for other people, and with your job title. So if I were to ask myself that question, you know, who am I? By that standard, I would say, my name is Debbie Brown. I'm a mom. I am a well-being educator. So I want you to come up with how you fill those categories. Who are you? And just think it silently to yourself, eyes still closed, body still calm and relaxed. Who are you? Now that you've got it, I want you to go ahead when I ask that prompt to repeat those things to yourself, your name, the role that you play in your household or your familial life, and maybe your job title or the skill set you identify with most. So ask yourself that question now, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And now I want you to imagine 
You don't have that job title. You know, life happens. Um, For whatever reasons, you are disconnected from that place of employment, from that work, from whatever that title is and whatever status that gave you or didn't. You are disconnected from it. So now when we ask ourselves that powerful question silently, we'll just be responding to ourselves with our name and the role that we play in our family. Who am I? Who am I? Okay, now let's imagine that we are not currently playing that role in our family for whatever reason, no need to overthink. Maybe the children have left the nest or maybe you're not a caregiver to that parent. Maybe that relationship ended or changed and so you're not carrying that role of the way you show up for others either. Now you're just left with your name. So as we ask ourselves that question silently again, go ahead and answer with your name. No role, no job title. Who am I? Who am I? Let's imagine that we have no name, right? Our name, really the thing we had no choice in. We came to earth before our personalities were even known. It was handed to us. So imagine we no longer have even whatever perception comes along with our name when we say it, you know? No correct or incorrect pronunciations, no connectedness to whatever story was behind it when your parents came up with it. No connectedness to the way someone said it or didn't or any nicknames that were derived. So now let's experience that question that we silently ask ourselves without the job, without the role, and without the name. And let's not try to fill it with an answer. Let's see what comes up. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? 
let's introduce a couple more questions. And we are not looking to fill these questions and these prompts with any answers. We're asking them and we will allow the space for us to be informed and hold space for what those answers are. What do I really want? What do I really want? my heart's deepest desire. What is my purpose? What is my dharma? How can I serve? How can I serve? And now let's gently come back into our bodies.
And whenever it feels comfortable, go ahead and gently let your eyes flutter open. <sighs> How did that feel? The thing I love so much about that meditation is it's such a gorgeous reminder that we exist and are worthy regardless of our job, of the way we show up for other people, regardless of our own identity and ego. We're still here. We still exist. We are still taking up space and have worth. And, you know, what you glimpse in that space of not really being able to come up with the answer, you know, when we strip ourselves away of all the quantifiables that we think make us us, you're able to experience that peace we look for in meditation, that gap, the space of pure potentiality between one thought and the next where anything is possible and anything can be made manifest. And that is available to us all the time. So please feel free to listen back to that meditation, to just play that part. Maybe before you go to bed, see what comes up in your dreams, maybe as a way to start your day and create the spaciousness, allow the space for the answers to come in. You don't have to control all the outcomes. You are not an expert on life. You're not even... (laughs) an expert yet on yourself. None of us are. We are in pursuit of mastery, but we have to leave room for the universe's voice. We have to leave room for God's voice. So create that space. And also, if you would like more meditations from me, (laughs) I do voice daily meditation on the Chopra well-being app. Um, So if you have your iOS store, that's C-H-O-P-R-A, Chopra app. I have daily meditations on there about so many different kinds of things. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, And these are just some of my most recent thoughts on purpose. I will continue to explore and expand this conversation as my own journey expands and changes form. But I'm really grateful uh, for you being here on the show. I have some really fun stuff I'm rolling out. I got to do a big shout out. My girl, Lovey, her book, The Fear Fighter Manual, is officially out and in stores today. I had an advanced read of it. It's remarkable. I mean, she just has such a gift in such a way with words. And so I highly recommend that you check out that book and allow yourself to be changed by it. Uh, And also just support that amazing, amazing work from a wonderful person. And I will catch you guys next episode. Please, if you like this show, uh, send it to two different friends right now, maybe five, go for it. Uh, And if you wouldn't mind, take a second, if you have the time in your day to please go into your app store and give it a five-star rating and write a review. It truly all in takes less than two minutes. So I would appreciate and thank you guys. Love you. Bye. Hey, find me on social. Let's connect at Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram or go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Tribble and me, Debbie Brown. 
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety? Struggling to find restful sleep or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.